You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, Episode 74. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, President of Advisor Solutions. Do you have a fear of rejection? Do you find yourself procrastinating when it comes to prospecting? Because you just don't want to get rejected anymore. Or is it hit or miss? In that you don't think that you have a fear of rejection, but you just don't know. If so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers have some form of fear of rejection. And they don't even know it. The reason they don't know it is because they've never really looked at rejection as having a spectrum. And knowing where they fall on the rejection spectrum. In other words, if you think of a spectrum or a scale rating of 1 to 10, 1 being not afraid of rejection at all, and 10 being completely afraid of rejection to the point where you take it personally, most advisors and agents fall somewhere in the middle or on the higher end. And regardless of where you fall on the rejection spectrum, it might be for very different reasons than your peers. So what do you do? Well, you have two choices. You could keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Or you could realize where you fall on the advisor's rejection spectrum. That's what we're going to talk about today. How to realize where you fall on the advisor's rejection spectrum and what to do about it. So, if you're ready to understand yourself better and learn how to conquer your fear of rejection, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn where you fall on the advisor's rejection spectrum and how to handle rejection? Well, think of it this way. If you have a fear of rejection, then it's holding you back from reaching your potential, your true potential, that is. But if you conquer your fear of rejection, then you have unlimited possibilities because you won't be afraid to continuously prospect and build your business like you've always wanted. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today, because I want you to understand that wherever you fall on the advisor's rejection spectrum, you can do something about it. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, realizing the advisor's rejection spectrum so that you understand how anyone can have a fear of rejection. Second, the top 10 ways to conquer rejection so that you can overcome rejection and move on, get to the next level. And third, what's possible when you become rejection-proof, so that you know what it's like when you don't have any fear of rejection at all. Now, before we jump into those three things that we're going to talk about in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like and your life be like if you knew how to conquer the fear of rejection? Would you feel energized? Would you feel empowered? Would you feel like you like your business more? And would you apply what you learn? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. Realizing the Advisor's Rejection Spectrum During one of my laser coaching sessions on the 25 most effective ways to conquer rejection, I came to an amazing realization. Now, this was years ago, but although we had had marketed this 
two-part series to thousands of advisors and agents. Only two actually registered. Was it because advisors and agents don't have a fear of rejection? No, it wasn't. I don't believe so. In fact, the fear of rejection is, is just as much of a challenge today as it is over 30 years ago when I started in the business. Maybe it's even worse. I never knew why we had such a low turnout, but what is more important was the aha moment that I got when I did this session. You see, during the session, we had two advisors that came there, and they were polar opposites. And they had two polar opposite experiences in their careers. One was a veteran financial advisor with 33 years of experience who was in his 60s, while the other was a woman with with less than four years of experience in the industry, who was ironically 33 years old. What I realized was that although they were vastly different in ages, product knowledge, communication skills, and years in the business, they had one very important common characteristic, and it was this. They had a fear of rejection. They both had the fear of rejection. And following my initial session with them, I coined what I now call The advisor's rejection spectrum, which states that no matter where you are in your career path, you may be subject to this type of fear. However, you may have it for very different reasons. Consequently, you may need a very different solution to overcome it. Let me explain what I mean. Spectrum number one, the rookie advisor. I wasn't surprised when my more rookie advisor explained that she was taking rejection personally. She had spent many hours cold calling and she'd come up against rejection numerous times. That's what she did every day. That's what her perception was until I explained what what she was really experiencing. See, the solution was for her to realize that rejection is not, not the same as handling objections, which are a natural part of the sales process. Since those prospects really didn't know her personally, they weren't personally rejecting her. Instead, they were rejecting the value that they thought she could bring them, and they did this by using excuses in the form of objections, such as, I'm all set, uh, I'm busy, let me think about it, send me some information, things like that. And once she understood this difference, I shared with her three strategies to better manage objections. And that's when she had a, that aha moment. And she said, quote, I can't wait to try these strategies out, unquote. In other words, she now had far less fear of rejection because she could understand the difference between working harder by doing more calls and getting rejected, so to speak, of what she was doing and working smarter by having a system for handling objections. Now, let's talk about the second advisor, the veteran. Spectrum number two. I was surprised to hear my veteran advisor tell me that although he had been in the business for 33 years in the financial services industry, he had not prospected in the last five years. I was not surprised by the reason why. He liked talking to the clients rather than speaking with prospects. I knew why, and I think he did too. He went on to explain that when he would prospect his natural market, they rarely wanted to to do business with him. He said that he found it discouraging to have 
long-term friends and acquaintances reject him. See, the solution was different. The solution was for him to also understand that these people weren't rejecting him personally, but instead rejecting the value they perceived taking his advice would bring them. He was too busy telling them what to do instead of asking them the right questions to help them understand or come to the conclusion of why they should do it. In other words, he was trying to sell them his recommendations instead of helping them understand why they should accept or buy his recommendations. <laughs> and then he had this epiphany, quote, wow, all I have to do is learn how to ask better questions so they understand how I can help them. Why didn't I think of that before? Unquote. You see, finding your rejection spectrum, where you are from 1 to 10, is not easy. And as you can see, both the advisors, this rookie and this veteran, were taking rejection personally, but each had a different solution for overcoming their fear of rejection. Hopefully you can relate to this, that you probably have, most likely, have some sort of fear of rejection, but nobody's really sat down with you to help you understand what it is and how to get through it and what the solution is specifically for you. And at some point in every advisor and agent's career, they develop some degree of the fear of rejection. You don't want to wait to realize why you have it and what to do about it. You want to find the rejection spectrum where you are on the rejection spectrum today and get going on building a better business for tomorrow. So one of the best ways to do that is to understand how to conquer rejection. And that is what we're going to talk about next. The top 10 ways to conquer rejection. So I started in the business in 1993. And if you've been listening to these podcasts, you know that already because I've said it many times. And I was one of two guys hired as a registered investment advisor. I took the Series 65, the Series 63, and later the Series 7, as well as the life and health licenses. I got all of these licenses, and then I started making calls. And I basically didn't know what I didn't know, and I didn't even know I didn't know it. It's the first level of learning, unconscious incompetence. Let me tell you a quick story about what happened along the way. You see, I worked for three principal partners, and one of them was right next to me. His name was Tom. Tom was on the other side of my wall, and I could hear him all day long because his door was open, and so was mine. And I remember one day he came into my office, and he said, how are things going? And I said, man, how do you handle all of the rejection? He looked at me, and he, he said, is that all you got? And I said, what do you mean? He said, is that all you got? And I was a little confused, and I said, are you asking me? Were you telling me the answer to my question? He said, the answer to your question. You see, when I get rejected, this is what he said, I ask myself, is that all you got? And I thought about that and I said, Tom, you're actually rejecting them when they're rejecting you. You're looking at the rejection that they're giving you and you're thinking, you're not very good at rejecting me. He said, yeah, is that all you got? And I laughed and so did he and he walked out of my office. What I realized was, if you look at rejection in a certain way with the right perspective, rejection is irrelevant. It really doesn't matter. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the top 10 effective ways to conquer rejection so you can look at it the right way and you can get past your fear of rejection. Number one, understand that your belief about rejection will affect your outcome. Okay, think of it this way. You weren't born with the fear of rejection. In fact, when the day you were born, the doctor didn't pick you up by your ankles and say, I'm not interested, and you cried. No, it didn't happen. As a result, the fear of rejection, it's a learned behavior. In other words, you learned that hearing I'm not interested is painful. And your belief of rejection will affect your outcome because it will dictate the type of action that you're, you're willing to take to avoid or to accept rejection. In other words, if you change your belief system about rejection, the same belief system you had when you were a baby and you didn't have any idea what the doctor was saying, if the doctor said that to you, well, rejection is no big deal. You see, if you have a strong negative belief system regarding rejection, it's time to challenge that belief system to conquer your fear of rejection. And once you do that, when you look at it and you say, I don't care that he said I'm not interested, it doesn't hurt. He's not saying that about me personally. He's just saying that about what value I bring to him or he thinks that I bring to him. The point is, it's all about your perception. So why not change your perception? Number two, when feeling rejected, you must identify the alarming things you are telling yourself. Then interrupt these self-limiting belief statements with relief questions and reinforce them with positive counterstatements. So let me explain what I mean. What I'm talking about is conquering your negative inner dialogue. I've talked about this before. It's a technique, and it's a way to get past limiting belief systems. And here's an example. Quote, I'm afraid to call business owners because they won't want to talk to me. Relief question. Is this absolutely true every single time? Is there any business owner in the entire city that I live in that might be interested in speaking with me? even for a few minutes. Positive counterstatement. There is nothing that can physically harm me by calling business owners. It's just a process. All I have to do is just understand the process, know exactly what I'm going to say, how to handle the objections, and make the calls. It's not a big deal. Other people have done it, and they've been doing it for decades, and I can too. Just learn the process. Notice what I'm doing. I'm trying to break down that limiting belief system with a process to get through it. And you can too. Number three, realize that prospects are not rejecting you personally. So here's a big question that you need to ask yourself. If they're not rejecting you personally, what are they rejecting? <laughs> what they're rejecting is the value that they think you can bring to them. So let's flip that around. What if I just need to show them more value? See, prospects are not rejecting you. They're rejecting their perception of what they believe that your products or services can provide them. So what can we do differently? Well, our actions are not personal towards them. Their actions are not personal towards us, especially since they don't even know us and we don't even know them. All we need to do is uncover their problems and help sell the solution to set the appointment so that we can help them. It's super simple. If you view every time you get rejected as a personal slam towards you, 
you're never going to get through with conquering rejection. But if you view it as this is an opportunity and not an obstacle, an opportunity for me to learn how to ask better questions and help them to tell me their problems so I can explain the solutions, then it's an opportunity, not an obstacle. It's an opportunity to get better and better at connecting with prospects. It's that simple. Number four, understand that objections are merely a natural part of the selling process. Make a game out of it. Okay, so I'm going to talk about handling objections. You see, a lot of times when you get an objection, that objection is just a a natural part of the sales process. They've got something that's holding them back, and they don't know what to say. And so they say, let me think about it, send me some information, I'm busy, and so on. You have no way of knowing all the prospect's concerns about the products or services you have unless you ask. And the prospect naturally will unconsciously voice their concerns in the form of, you guessed it, objections. Objections are, like I said, are merely a natural part of the selling process because they're just unanswered concerns. If you view objections in this way, unanswered concerns, it actually makes it easier. You see, you'll be ready for them. Let me tell you a quick story about one advisor that I coached years ago. This advisor was taking objections and he learned the process. I taught him how to handle objections with the objection resolution model and the smokescreen technique. I won't get into the specifics today, but I will tell you that when he learned those, he made a game out of it. So when he'd hear, well, I have an advisor, he knew exactly what to say. And at the end of the conversation, he'd hang up and he'd put a quarter in the jar. At the end of the day, he'd count up the quarters. And what he was doing was he was trying to beat his record. And I remember one day he told me his record was 27 objections or 27 quarters. And I asked him years later, hey, is that still your record? He laughed and he said, no, that's nothing compared to what I get today. In other words, he's not afraid of objections. And it has nothing to do with rejection. It's just a natural part of the sales process. Number five, increase your confidence about your products and services. Now, this is a big one because your confidence is correlated to your resilience of rejection. Here's what I mean. If you want to increase your confidence, it's really a two-part formula. It's this. Grab a pen and write this down. Technical expertise plus experience equals confidence. Here's what I mean. Technical expertise is really learning about your products and services, or it could be anything, learning how to handle objections, whatever it is. So you learn the process. That's the technical expertise plus experience. So the first time you do it, you're a little shaky. The 10th time, it's not as big a deal. But when you do it 100 times, 200 times, you hear, well, I have an advisor. And you know the objection resolution model. You know exactly what to say. And it's the 300th time that you've said it. You're pretty confident. So if you want to get through a rejection or handling objections and conquering the fear of rejection, gain confidence. Use this formula and it won't take you long before you've conquered the fear of rejection. Number six, know that you determine who the rejector is and who is the rejected. Let me explain what I mean. Years ago, I had a financial advisor that I was coaching. 
You've been in the business for 16 years. Good guy that had stopped prospecting because he had a fear of rejection. It's pretty common. At any rate, he started prospecting. And about a week later, he said, you know, this rejection is really getting to me. I, I don't know if I want to keep cold calling. And so I, what I said is, are they, are they rude sometimes? And he said, oh, yeah, they're rude, not interested, click. I said, how do you handle all of these? Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm making less calls. And I, I asked him, I said, do you really want to work with rude people? And he said, no. Well, then you actually are rejecting them. In fact, I said to him, grab a pen and write this down. Put it on a post-it note and put it in quotes. I am the rejector and you are the rejectee. Now, here's what I had him do. Every time he got rejected, I had him say that. After he got off the phone, he simply said that. And when he said it, he said actually three times, I am the rejector, you are the rejectee. And then he'd go back to making the call. And I asked him a week later, I said, how are you doing? In fact, I, I told him, make a little hash mark on how many times you rejected people. The next week, he said, oh, I'm having a great week. I rejected, I don't know what the number was, like 72 people this week or, or whatever it was. And I said, great. Did you accept anybody? And he said, yeah, I accepted people. But that wasn't the first thing he said to me. The first thing he said to me was how many people he rejected. And what happened was he conquered his fear of rejection. Number seven, understand and live by the law of averages. So think of it this way. You don't have enough time to speak to everyone that's in your city. And because you don't have enough time, is that person that's not interested click? <laughs> Are they really that important? No, you don't have time. Let me tell you a quick story. Years ago, I, I had a wholesaler come into my office and he said, hey, I've got some prospecting cards. And I said, what's that? And he said, these are cards that are perforated so you can kind of, I'll give you sheets and sheets of these and then you just break them up and it's just got information about prospects. It was basically a glorified phone book that had a phone number, an address, a name, an age, things like that. And I made a stack, a stack of these cards. And I looked at that stack and I thought, you know, somewhere in that stack is one or two new clients. That's it. I just need to throw the rest of the people away. So as I made those calls, I kept thinking that, that I'm not going to get everyone, nor do I expect that. So somewhere in there, somewhere in this stack, it could be the first one or the last one, there's going to be a new client. And that's what I did. I didn't care about rejection. I just cared about going through the entire stack. In other words, the law of averages. And you can too. <laughs> Number eight, understand the paradox of rejection. That's what I call it anyway. Here's what it is. The paradox of rejection is this. If you avoid rejection, you do not find success. And if you do not find success, you increase your negative feelings towards rejection. Think of that. If I avoid rejection, I'm not going to succeed. And if I don't succeed, I'm probably going to have an increased feeling, a negative feeling, about rejection. So if I want to conquer this, don't avoid that feeling, and instead, break that feeling down. And so rejection is really just a perception. It's no big deal. But it doesn't have to be something that, that you fear anymore. It's just something that you overcome. No big deal. <laughs> 
Number nine. If you have telephobia, the fear of telephone prospecting, desensitize your fear by doing the baby step exercise. Let me explain what I mean. When I worked in the bank, I worked in a bank for a short period of time. I had a corner office, and there were six personal bankers out in front of my office. Now, I remember in front of me with those six personal bankers, they were kind of struggling. I could tell they really weren't on the phone. Sometimes they were bored. And so I went to the bank manager, and I asked if she was interested in me coaching them. And she said, I'd love for you to coach them. So I was sitting across the desk from Laura. That's not a real name, a personal banker. I had asked her, are you having a hard time setting appointments? And she said, I really don't call anybody, you know, to set appointments. I wait for people to walk in. And I said, why? She said, nah, I don't really like to sell over the phone. I'm kind of afraid of the phone. She admitted it eventually. At any rate, I asked her, what was your job before you did this? Were you on the phone? And she said, no, I was a counselor in a men's prison. I said, were you afraid? She said, no, not at all. The guards were there, but these people, they just wanted to talk. They weren't scary at all. I said, well, why were you not afraid of them, but you're afraid of the phone? She said, well, I can't see people that are on the phone, but I could see their body language, the people that were sitting across from me. And I said, this is perfect. Let's do a quick exercise. So what we did is I asked her, what is the number one product that's the easiest to sell? And she said, oh, it's a HELOC, home equity line of credit. Great. Let's do this. Why don't you tell me why I should own a home equity line of credit? And she jumped in and she explained exactly why I should own it. And it was easy. And then I said, let's do this. And I took my phone and I took the receiver off of the cord and I handed it to her and I said, put this up to your, your ear and do the same thing. And she was terrible. And I said, wait a minute, you sure it's not a fear of plastic? And she said, no, it's the phone. I feel like I'm on the phone. So wait a minute, but you can see me. I know, I don't get it. I said, it's so, it's so ingrained in you. You're so conditioned. That's why you're afraid. Let's do this a few times. So we did. And then I had her turn her chair so she couldn't see me. And she was terrible. She turned her chair to the right. I turned my chair to the right. And I said, I'm right here. You can see me out of the corner of your eye. She said, I know, but I can't see you directly. And we did it over and over again. And pretty soon she, it was easy for her. The point of the story is, is that it didn't take me very long to help her to desensitize herself to the fear of the phone. And She walked out of my office and she made a few phone calls. And she came back in five minutes later to tell me, hey, I set an appointment with someone about a home equity line of credit. The point of the story is, is that she desensitized herself to that fear. And you can too. Number 10. You have two choices regarding your fear of rejection. You can choose to try to change the situation, or you can choose to try and change how you feel about the situation. And here's what I mean. If you choose to try and change the situation, you could actually get people to cold call for you to make outgoing calls, set appointments for you. You can teach them the process, or I can show you how to teach them the process, and they'll be doing it all day long. I have plenty of advisors that do that. Or you can choose to change how you feel about the situation. In other words, you can choose to conquer your fear of rejection. It's up to you. The choice is yours. But either way, you will fill up the pipeline, and you will get to the next level. 
What is possible when you are rejection-proof? So, I said that we covered three things in this podcast. First, realizing the advisor's rejection spectrum. Check, we did that. Second, the top 10 ways to conquer rejection. Check, we did that too. Now what we're going to talk about is what's possible when you're rejection-proof so that you know what it's like when you don't have any fear of rejection at all. One of the best books that I've read on this subject about overcoming rejection is called Rejection Proof, How I Beat Fear and Became Invincible Through 100 Days of Rejection. (laughs) The author explains that he had an experience, his own experience, and the startling discoveries while trying to overcome his fear of rejection. So, just to give you the backstory, the author had gotten rejected for a job interview, and he realized that it was devastating to him. And he also realized that, as a young age, early 20s, that he didn't want to go through his whole life like this, where he was getting rejected and feeling overwhelmed by it. So he decided that he would purposely get rejected for the next 100 days and become rejection-proof. And there were five things that he learned along the way. Let's jump into those five things. Number one, embrace rejection. You see, this guy's goal was to get rejected for 100 days. When I think about that, it's kind of laughable because I've been in the industry for 30 years. I don't even know how many days that is, but it's a lot of days of getting rejected. But his goal was to get rejected because he wanted to embrace rejection. So if you do that, embrace rejection, as this is just an experiment to see how many times I can get rejected in the next 60, 90, whatever days, you'll start to get desensitized. Number two, understand how to get desensitized to rejection. So let me tell you a quick story that happened to me years ago. And it was interesting because I had been in the business for 10 years. So this is 20 years ago. And I was cold calling every morning for two hours. And my goal was to dial the phone 100 times in two hours. If I dialed the phone 100 times, I won the game. I just made a game out of it. If I got 10 contacts in those two hours, I won the game. Another way to win the game. And by winning the game, I could stop playing the game. So I could do the whole thing in an hour if I got 10 contacts. At any rate... Getting started was not easy for me. That making that first call, it was 8 o'clock, and I right on the button, I would start dialing, but my heart wasn't into it. Until one day I realized it took me about seven dials, seven, that was my number, <laughs> to really start to like doing what I was doing. You see, I was desensitized right there by the seventh dial. Now, I've brought this up to other people. How many dials does it take for you to feel like you're into it? And some people say three, some people say five, some people say ten. One of the ways to desensitize yourself to rejection is to focus on what's your number. How many dials does it take before you feel like you're into it, you're having fun? Number three, understand the rejectors. Why? So this was an interesting thing in the book. He talked about understanding the rejectors. Why? Somewhere along the way in those 100 days, he started to ask people, why? (laughs) Why were they rejecting him? And it reminds me of a story from the book where he said he knocked on somebody's door. Now, granted, he was trying to get rejected. And he had this 
flower plant. And he said, can I plant this in your backyard? That person said, no. And he said, why? Because I have a dog, and the dog's going to rip it up. Every time I've planted flowers in the backyard, the dog rips it up. But what you can do is go across the street. My neighbor right across the street loves flowers. She's got a bunch of flowers. She'd love that plant. And then he left. He said thanks and went across the street. That person put it in their, in their yard. The point is, when you find out why, why somebody's, quote, rejecting you, you don't care about rejection. You're just trying to figure out why. Number four, rejectors can change. This was an interesting concept in the book because what he was talking about was sometimes when you get rejected initially, that person can change their mind. What's interesting is it's happened for years just by using the objection resolution model, getting through the objection, then they don't reject you. But it also reminded me of a story that happened to me years ago when I was getting on a flight. You see, I was getting on a flight and they assigned the seat, the ticket agent, looked at me and said, okay, well, here's, here you go. And I looked at it and it was a middle seat. And I said, hey, do you have any windows? And he said, no. And I said, and I simply asked him the question, what would you do if you were trying to get a window seat and there were no window seats? And he explained to me how he would get a window seat. He said, well, we always keep some window seats open and we keep that in the handicap section in case somebody comes at the last minute and needs a seat. And I said, well, do you have those open? And he said, yeah. And I said, what would you do? And he said, well, I would probably take those seats right now, take that seat for me, if it were me. And if somebody did come that was in a wheelchair or handicapped, then I would move. And I said, is it okay if I do that? And he said, sure. <laughs> and he gave me the window seat. Now, of course, I would have moved had somebody needed that seat. But the point is, is that that guy rejected me. Not really rejected me, but you know what I mean. And then he was trying to help. So sometimes when you get rejected, they can change. So I wanted to paint a picture of what life can be like when you are rejection-proof. What happens is, is that you realize that people are just people. It's not personal. Also, you increase your possibility of success because you don't care about rejection. And you get optimistic because you know that there could be a great client just one phone call away. Also, you get energized because you're energized to make the next call, set the next appointment, meet the next prospect, close the next prospect, and so on. In addition, you know your value, and you don't let people's opinions of what they think your value is hold you back. And you like your business more, and that's just scratching the surface. In fact, it's like having a great car, and you know it can go fast, but you just don't know how to... How to Make it go faster until one day you realize that there's a second, third, fourth, and fifth gear on this car. And all the while, you've been driving it in first gear, and you just didn't know it. You didn't know how to shift. So, if you're ready to get real transformation, then email me. Email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com and just write, let's talk, in the subject line. We'll set up a time to talk about your challenges and your fear of rejection or whatever it is to get you to get into that next gear, second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever gear, and get your business to the next level. Because if you do, you're going to get the connections, the camaraderie, the ancillary learning that you've always needed. And also, 
you'll be able to finally know how to conquer the fear of rejection. And that is what will get you to the next level. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time. Thank you.